when you tell me, hey, I've got an interesting off-topic discussion to do, and then I look over at the the, the link, and it's Ukrainian Fucking dolphin, dolphin army. army. Yeah. And the fact that they were metal as fuck and were like, we're not going to give in to your demands and chose suicide oh, yeah, by no, starvation? Like, these are the most, like, badass dolphins ever. I, I love the fact that, like, anytime I think of these goddamn dolphins, a species I don't spend a lot of time thinking about because I find dolphins unnerving a little bit. But, like, yeah. it's like, like I, I just imagine them, like, sitting there in, like, berets with eye patches and cheek scars, smoking, like, cigars, being, like, it is good to die for country. Yeah, one of those dolphins. The, the commander of the dolphin army. The solid made a fucking, snake of dolphins. Yes! Yeah, fucking snake bliskin or some other crazy shit. He has an eye patch over one of his eyes. Battle scars and shit. He's or he has two that- eye patches because fuck it, why not? That's right. He's got, yeah, two eye patches because they're fucking, what do they use, sonar anyway? Yeah. Yeah, just... Blind, and he just only coward uses eyes to kill in water. Yeah, or or I imagine some scenario like some new dolphins show up, and it's like uh the roughnecks from uh, Starship Troopers. It's like, oh hey, I heard your command's a real ball buster, and one dolphin just proceeds to punch the shit out of that dolphin and be like, nobody disrespects the commander. And then here comes the fucking dolphin that you remember from earlier on. Oh hey, he was a really nice guy. Turns out he's a bloodthirsty fucking killer leading the Ukrainian dolphin army. Please tell me you've seen Starship Troopers. And you get I, I've seen all of Starship Troopers, even the shitty animated ones. Oh, I'm sorry. There are some shitty ones. I don't know. <laughs> that, that weird CG-ness is part of my childhood. Like, I used to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning to watch the Starship Troopers CG animated thing and heavy gear and vampires. You know, vampires, that beloved show that I can't actually find proof existed, really, that was about yeah. people that turned into, like, bad CG car superheroes and fuck other cars that, like, suck the gas out of cars. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about Baywatch Nights. People didn't know that Baywatch Nights was a thing, too. Have you heard of that one? I, sadly, I have. Yeah, it, it it's, what it's, let's take, <laughs> let's take David Hasselhoff and let's make him solve mysteries of the supernatural nature at night. Yep. <laughs> you know, the exact opposite of what he does in the day in his normal TV show. Yeah, just an odd twist. But then again, when we're living in a world where dolphins have a fucking platoon that they're a part of, and they go into war, and when they're captured, they're like, I'd rather fucking die and starve. When their country gets occupied, they refuse food from people that are like, oh, we shouldn't let these dolphins die. They're like, filthy occupied. Exactly. Like, oh, that's fucking metal. Like, God, these dolphins are tough as shit. I can't even be mad. Like, I, I can't even go to the fact there's, like, fucking Ukrainian dolphins ever. Like, it, my, my brain goes to dolphins exist in Florida, Hawaii, and, like, obnoxious billabong commercials. Those yeah. are the native environments for dolphins. Like, maybe the Amazon, I think. That's a weird, like, pink dolphin, I think. It's like, oh, mm. this, they're in Ukraine. What? Yeah, that's... I... You know what? If we're going to pick any off-topic to start with for anything on the podcast, we normally do food, which is always fun. But dolphin armies, and not just dolphin army, but metal-ass dolphin armies who just fucking fuck you, occupier, and then just die. Like, I have no words. That's just so... Wow. There are more men than most men I know, I have to say. I would not pick a fight if I was in a bar... 
and there was a dolphin there that looked like he belonged to the army. I'm and sorry. Even though like, I'm on if land, you're in a bar and there's a dolphin there. Do not fuck with that dolphin. I, I'm sorry. I I know your instinct is to think, oh, I got this. Like if it was a shark in a bar on land, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, fine. But a dolphin breathes air, normal no, no, see, air. See, here's the thing: I wouldn't, I wouldn't start a fight with that. Fuck that. Yeah, that that dolphin no. dragged itself from the ocean, flipped its way to land, propped itself either up on the jukebox or a bar stool or something, or worse, is in the process of shooting pool with a cigar or a cigarette or something in its mouth. Like that dolphin came looking for a fight. Like it's it's looking to kill that evening. Yeah, that dolphin showed up dressed like Raphael from the Ninja Turtles in a trench coat and a fucking hat, and he's just there waiting for somebody to start some shit so he can fuck him up. That dolphin wants to go back to jail. It can't deal with society. <laughs> it's just, it's institutionalized. That's how he is. It can't exist with all with the walls around it, man. It needs, wow. the, it needs the safety of the tank. Uh, uh. Keeps breaking into SeaWorld being like, No, let me swim with Shamu. We're cool and we're friends. Right, 106, and we're still here. We have not been swatted yet. Uh, why? <laughs> why would you tempt people? <laughs> I have a house. <laughs> oh yeah. Oops. Sorry. Full of things. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but yes, we are still here. I am, of course, Alex, aka Mave, aka Mave Online. Um, and I am joined today by my cohort. Uh, I'm happy to call this man a friend. He's a good guy when he's not destroying things that I love. And that is Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak. My, my brain is still trying to process exactly how a swatting at my house would go down. Because I think <laughs> it wouldn't go well for me, in all honesty. Like, they'd find my sword bag and be like, what the shit? That's true. <laughs> That's right. Oh, little tidbit, if people don't know. When I was helping Charlie move, the first thing I saw when I got there to help him move was him walking out with a bag that was literally filled with fucking swords. And he was just like, hey, like super casual nonchalant, dude, walking around with a bag of swords yeah, in L.A. I, County. Like, I, I'm now thinking of how you might choose to enter my house in a tactical situation. And like, if, if I'm not in the garage already handcuffed on my stomach, I don't think I walk away from this one well. <laughs> Like, no part of this looks... Even the garage gets soundproof, technically. It's like, sir, yeah, I, I get it. You have to shoot me in the stomach with the beanbag gun. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's just SOP. Every just, part just of this is sketch as fuck. Your dog is cute. Yeah, I, I know it is. Like, thank you for not tear gassing it. <laughs> well, right now, your dog is about the size of a, of a canister, almost. Maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah, she's a little bigger <laughs> than that, but yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, no, like, I'm I, I not going, like, so, it, to make it even worse, like, so, there's a church or a school or something across the street from me that's currently setting up for a carnival, so I, I was out in my yard today doing some work on some things, and they were testing the sound system for, like, one of those portable haunted house things, so every, uh -huh. like, five minutes you'd hear, like, this, like, combination of, like, high-pitched screams, I'm like, what the shit is going on in this neighborhood? The perfect cover, Charlie. I, now you can murder someone. 
yeah, I'm, like, I'm not normally home during a weekday. Like, we have some professional murderers getting it on some basement being like, well, time to make the donuts. And by donuts, I mean chop people up and make donuts out of them. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Like, I, I, we, me and my girlfriend drove home from work the other day. It's like, it's like, bam, carnival. Like, oh, shit. What the fuck? Yeah, those, cool, those carnivals carnival. are always fun, though. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm, we're looking forward to walking the 30 feet to the carnival at some point, like, this weekend or next week, probably. It doesn't stand the fact that, like, a carnival snuck up on my house and was like, hey, I'm a carnival. I'm like, how did we miss this? Like, the carnival could just come in and kill us at night. Like, how did we not see the carnival? Yeah. See, what you should do is add to the ambiance and then dress up as a clown and then just sat, stand in your, like, stand basically in your lawn staring at the carnival. And when people ask, how'd you guys get the neighbors participate? They'd be like, we didn't ask them to participate. They're not associated with us. And then you just stare. And then hold a shovel while you're at it and have your sword bag on. Yeah. Fun I... for the whole family. So in fun fact, California's a state where I could just walk down the street with my sword bag and there's not a goddamn thing a cop can do about it. They are long enough they qualify as swords, and we are an open sword carry state. <laughs> LARPers everywhere, rejoice. I how did I come across that knowledge? I sort of made an infographic of like the various knife laws for states, and as a joke, they threw in like sword laws. And I'm like, oh, we're an open sword carry state. Cool. I can't conceal my swords, but I can just like have like eight of them in a sling across my back and be like, nothing to see here. Totally normal shit going on. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Fuck, like... <laughs> I you really gotta wanna, hit I wonder how, like, the world would react where it's like, okay, you start staging all those dumb gun activist protests, but with, like, some of the weird cleaver weapons I have. It's like, go to a Starbucks with the cleaver. It's like, sir, it's not a gun. It's fine. Yeah. This is my right to do in this state. We made it go medieval. Can I just say I love this idea? I I don't, because I'm pretty sure it ends with me getting beanbag round. Uh, well, so far in both scenarios today, you're getting beanbagged one way or yeah, another. Yeah, I'm genuinely surprised that I've made it through so much of life by now, and I've not been shot with a beanbag round, in all honesty. Like, it's it's one of those things where occasionally I look up at the sky and go, huh, how has that not happened yet? <laughs> huh. Uh, today, I was not shot by a beanbag gun. Well, it's not like every day I expect it to happen. It's just more, it's like, given some of the life choices I've made by now, why has non-lethal ordinance been used on me yet? Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, I'm happy to say that I also do not, uh, I am not part of that. So I'm happy about that as well. I have not been shot. Um, I've been shot! You've been shot at or you've been shot? I got shot in the left shoulder. I got grazed, but like. Okay. <laughs> uh, you go on. Not much to a story by it. Me and my friends were hanging out in the woods. I got grazed. We didn't know what the fuck happened until the hunter came out of the woods. It was like, oh shit. Like, it wasn't even that deep. I sat the scar for a bunch of years. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure my parents I... know that happened. <laughs> like, I didn't go to the huh. hospital. It's like, oh shit, ow. Huh. I've been shot at. Well, yeah, you worked at that McDonald's. Uh, no. When I was walking home uh, with my mom and my sister, there was a drive-by. There was a shooting. Did I ever tell you about that? It may have come up once. Yeah, it was in the episode where we talked about how how uh, there's there's shit Alex out there somewhere. Yeah, yes, like yes, the the darkness inside Alex, like fucking survive, like, pulling the fifty cent move, just walking off drive bys and shit. Yep, 
<laughs> but yeah, well, we're 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 part of the club now, I guess. I guess. Yeah, shot at club. <sighs> I wasn't. I, that's the thing. I wasn't shot at. Like it was like the guy missed or something, or who knows what the story was. The guy was super apologetic about it, but it was like, is hunting even legal in these woods? Shut up, eight-year-old Charlie. Okay, I got a bit older than that. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, no, I, I was I, I wasn't technically the target. I just happened to be in the crossfire of the area when it happened. So we're we're off to an interesting start for it's, today's. It, <laughs> yes. What is the weather like today? What is going on here? Let's bring this down with some mundane talk about weeks, how about? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we can talk about video games now. Uh, uh so I guess on my end, I really actually haven't done any video game shit. I've I, I I keep poking at Destiny a little bit. Mostly I've been kind of busy with work and stuff, but I've also been getting weirdly into anime bullshit again. Not anime bullshit video games, just anime bullshit as a whole. <laughs> And my chosen poison is, um, we ever talked about my favorite type of anime? Um, we've talked a lot, a little bit. I, mainly you guys talk about how you hate Stranger Things because it rips off an anime. Uh, yes. But I've, we haven't gone too I, much. I, I have a bizarre passion for anime that's about MMOs. Specifically MMOs that murder people in the real world. Like that, it's, it's a weird genre that I am weirdly into and I will watch the worst shows in that genre possible. It's like, man, this is a bad show. And and I watched all two seasons of it. Huh. Wait, there's a show about MMOs that kill people? Numerous. Like, the entire Dot .hack sign franchise, or Dot .hack franchise, Dot .hack sign is just the first part, is about, like, an MMO that, like, when a certain enemy kills you, it causes the VR headset you're wearing to ca- give you a seizure, and, like, most people die from it, but there's also a person in the game that may or may not be trapped in the game. Fucking sort of online, a... TV show I hate, but then got around to watching the second season of because sick curiosity, like the entire first season of that's about this dude makes an MMO, gets like a million people into it, and then informs them, hey, if you die in this game, I will fucking fry your brain with the MMO via the VR headset. If people try to unplug you, it will just straight kill you. You've got to beat my game. It's like you have to, you have to beat this crazy ass raid to get out of the game. And like, it's like the, the first season spans two seasons. Like, I, Dot .hack has video games that are like, there's this, like, they, they all kind of are based on this idea that they make an MMO that's too smart or like too many systems stacked in touch. So like it becomes alive. Like Dot .hack is about an MMO that becomes kind of self-preserving. And when people try to shut it down, it starts ta- attacking like financial sectors and shit like that because it's on the internet. And Sword Art's kind of more about just fucking crazy ass people. But then you've got me watching Recovery of an MMO Addict, which is this horrible but kind of beautiful romance anime i guess about like hey fucking some people are really fucking into mmos and they have some issues with the real world and like mmos let them get over some of those social issues like interact with people like i sometimes these shows will do cool shit where it's like okay you have this uh, headset thing that you can like directly tap into your brain what if we just fucking strap it on to coma people so they can have like some semblance of a life yeah, they're stuck in some weird elf MMO video game where they're like a fucking fairy, but like when that game gives you all the sensory feedback the real world does, but also like you can't die, but you can still talk to people because you're not stuck in your like weird dead body. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Let's make a story I, arc off that shit. 
I had no idea this was. A, I mean, I've heard of the games, like, but yeah, I never knew so what uh, they were about. Dot Hack is fucking weird. Where it started off as probably it's probably technically started off as a manga or a book or something, but you have Dot Hack Sign, which is the original TV show. Then you have the Dot Hack video games. There are four of them, and they kind of carry. So this is why Dot Hack is my favorite because it kind of did this crazy uh, cross media thing where. Both the TV show and the video games are fucking canon. Like, the video games carry on the story from where the TV show left off, and then, like, another show called, like, Dot Hack Roots picks up, like, five years after where the video games end, and then there's um, a video game called, like, Dot Hack GU Unit, which I have, which is the direct sequel to the TV show where you're playing as the main character of that TV show who got, like, fucking data drained by the big bad from that TV show. And has to start from, like, level one all over again, but you're also trying to track down the fucker that killed your best friend and, like, ripped your friend's arm off and left it dead in the real world and shit. Like, and, like, if they were self-contained, that'd be one thing. But so the character avatar from the first video game has been infested by the MMO now, which is all about player killing, and is now, like, a, a rogue NPC that looks exactly like the main character from the first round of video games. And it's like, if you have me who's been following this for like now, probably going on two decades where it's like, Oh shit, you're playing as, uh, you're playing as kite. Oh, it's, they're calling try. They call him try edge in this. That's dumb. Oh shit. No one knows who kite is. What? What? <sighs> Maybe you like MMOs. Maybe you should watch this. Like I, I do like MMO. Like, that's why I'm so intrigued. By like now. sword art online is a bad show. Cause of like, some real unfortunate incest stuff that happens in its second arc, but the first season's kind of cool if you can get over some of the really bad romance plot. Like, it's got some kind of interesting moral gray zones where it's like, okay, what if you have some people that are really big into player killing? Like, and that's why they play MMOs trapped in a game where if you murder another player, they just straight die. What are those people like? And the answer is monsters. Laughing coffin for life, son! <laughs> And the second season deals with the fallout of the first season. I, I sort of online's not new. I I only got around to watching the second season of it because the second arc of the first season is kind of fucked up. But they just kind of announced the third season, so I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll watch it. It's a thing I like. Like, and the best part of it, the second season revolves around like the first arc of the second season revolves around like the most U.S. MMO ever, where it's like fucking guns. I'm like, this is dark and weirdly poignant. How do we make an MMO in the US? Make it about guns. Okay. Totally believe this is a, this is a US-based MMO. But beyond that, I so I, uh, I'm announcing it now. Uh, every year I pick kind of a summer game to get into, and I have selected EVE to be my summer game. I'm going to finally fucking figure out how to play that game this summer. How long have you been playing EVE? Uh, on and off for like three years and you haven't figured it out yet? I understand how you play it. Like, mechanically, I know how you play it. Okay. Beyond that, though, like, I, to put it in WoW terms, I've never gotten to level 30. Okay. Which is the cap, the cap on EVE, I'm guessing? No, I, I put it more like it's the, like, what's it? Level 1 through 10 is free now in World of Warcraft, and, like, the 10 to 20 zone's never been amazing, at least historically, and, like, Level 30s when, like, dungeons get hard and, like, shit starts popping off. It's like, yeah, your mount is in sight. Like, you're you're now in the talent tree. You have some specialization. You kind of, you know what you're doing. 
enough mm. to make some decisions. Like you care about gear and stuff. Like, that. like you, you have a profession going. Like you've you've seen more of the map. Like you're like, yeah, I I'm probably in a guild by this point, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I've never gotten to level thirty that that equivalent, I guess, in Eve. Okay. Gotcha. I've never I've never invested myself in it enough to actually kind of figure out if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you mean. Yeah. Okay. But this is also this is partially driven because I keep going fucking back to Eve because I'm a goddamn idiot. And partially because I finally broke down and bought the Eve history book. And that mm-hmm. thing is fucking amazing. They they have a history book? Yes, I'm looking up the name right now. But so someone did a Kickstarter campaign where it's called, it's called Empires of Eve, a history of the great wars of Eve online. So someone made a history book of kind of Eve zero day up until what's called the Great War or something like that. It's some big event that happened to the game. I've not gotten to that part of the book yet. And like it's what I've always liked about Eve is even in like the forums and the Reddit community for it, it's got light out RP. Like no one like it's hard RP all the time in this game, but people are frequently like, yeah, no, like in the forum you stay in character some. Certain races don't like other races. Like it, it's weird how much the entire community for that game is like, nah, we light RP all the goddamn time. And as a result of this, the book for it kind of reads like this weird, like it reads like a history book. It reads like a World War Two. Like here are the events of World War Two, leading up to Normandy, kind of thing. Like it's like, and it it's a fascinating read because it's all the like crazy batshit stories you hear about Eve just kind of laid out in chronological order being like oh and so this led to the rise of this and this is why this happened you're like my god of course that happened in Eve the the power vacuum left over by the fall of the three great corpse prior to that caused this rift in society within the community and that was left for the kind of these people to fill of course it happened it is a fascinating kind of microcosm study and It's about a video game I keep trying to play, so it's like it it really speaks to how just that game has its problems, it's very hard to get into, but like how impressively rewarding that game seems to be from the outside looking in. And how like it's for that game, these are big events to people that live through them. Like it it's partially interviews. It, it's crazy. Like it shouldn't be as good as it is because I don't really care about any of these things, but it's written in a way where you're like, This is really fucking cool. Yeah. It's like 16 bucks on Amazon. I kind of recommend it. If you're into video games, but like into that kind of interesting like alt video game culture thing where it's like what happens when people take it too seriously or like like what is it like when you have people that are playing one M like the only game they've played for 15 years is Eve. It's like, yeah, these are those people. These are their stories. And like, yeah, you will never be one of these people probably, but these people have some cool ass stories occasionally. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad I'm not. I've seen how bad some of these. Yeah. So I well, I dare I say I've even been pretty deep into it before. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty. Yeah, yeah. But keeping up with the space theme, I've also finished watching the two free seasons of The Expanse on um Amazon Prime. Are you now uh, protesting Amazon to bring the show back? They uh, so it's not Amazon's fault really. Like the people that manage that thing did a real shit job of it. Like someone should pick that show up though. That's a really fucking good show yeah that's what that's the thing everyone everywhere i've seen that everyone talks about how it's a really good fucking show that rented out like a plane to show hey bring it back like it's hitting that same level of what was the show where they sent peanuts to the studio forgot what it was but there was some tv show and they were really mad it got canceled and they started sending peanuts to the fucking studio 
I, I don't know. All I know is that, like, that TV show is what I want Star Citizen to be. Ah! Like, it's, it, it is a show about kind of, like, that weird time period of, hey, space travel's not safe, but it's, like, no more dangerous than being a garbage truck operator, like a shitty part of L.A. Like, most of the time, it's totally fine, but what happens when it goes totally wrong? And the show, like, has some kind of fantastical sci-fi, but mostly it's, like, fucking hard sci-fi, where it's like, no, we're gonna, it's like, we have, it's like, oh, we're gonna go really fast. Okay, everyone has to take this, this fluid now that stops the G-forces from crushing you. Why? Because that's how fast travel works, actually. What's the most dangerous part about a space fight? When this, when you get blown up, no, the debris from the ship you just blew up coming at you. Oh shit! What would give a military superpower an advantage? Not having to use spacesuits. Huh? Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> huh. if you're in, like, if you like Star Trek, you should check out this show. Like, if you like Firefly, you should check out this show. Like, it's the if you like any version of like spaceship based sci-fi, you should fucking check out this show. Like, if you like good TV shows, you should check out this show. Like, it's. It's just a really fucking good show. Like, even if it doesn't come back for a fourth season, it's a really good show, and you should check it out. I'm intrigued by your Yeah, show. I, it's like, <laughs> it, it is about a thing I love. It, it is a time period that I will never live to see because we're not there yet where it's like, it's not just NASA doing space travel. It's fucking truckers in space, and like, space is boring, except space is just waiting to murder you. And like the world that goes around that, like it's it's not even out of the solar system space. It's like no, we're still in the solar system. Like the three factions are Mars, that like it's like a, it's a paramilitary kind of culture because it's like no, we live in domes. You've got the U.S. That's like no, Mars cannot terraform because man, those people built some really cool tech. And then you've got the OP. That's kind of the alliance of like outer planetary systems and space stations and shit that are like we don't have oxygen or water where we live it is so easy to control us and we hate it <laughs> we're best at space so fuck you nah but i so keeping in our kind of vacation bringing up food stuff um i went to a restaurant in my neck of the woods finally that i've been dying to go to not because i thought it was good but because it has an amazing website and when you drive by it at night it is just fantastic uh huh. Go it, on. It's called Villa Terraza, I think, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it's some like horrible, like miniature golf level theming Italian restaurant. And like the, the food is okay, but you walk into this place and it's like in the middle of Redneckville and it's fucking like this weird villa with a water wheel that doesn't spin, but they're still like pumping water over it. And because Los Angeles. There's a moat thing that's supposed to have a gondola in it, but there's no water. So the gondola's on the cement bottom of it. You're like, oh, this is beautiful. This is a nightmare wreck, and it's great. But so I, it's only noteworthy because me and my girlfriend have been dying to try it out for a while now because it's like, oh, this place is either going to be amazing or the worst. And neither of us were prepared for how much Hitler there was in this place's history. What? So the original builder of it was some German dude who the entire kind of surrounding area assumed was a Nazi spy. So the lore around this place was that, like, you could see Hitler there and shit like that. And this is all on the back of their menu. You can read the history of the place. And, like, in, like, four paragraphs, it says Nazis and Hitler. Like, 
15, 20 times. It's like, man, wasn't expecting this on a Sunday at a restaurant. So, there... Uh, so, this place was designed by a guy who was apparently a Nazi. No, no, he was and just some German Hitler? dude that came to the U.S. during World War II. Like, who everyone assumed was a Nazi spy. Okay. And then you could see Hitler there? No, but, like, people claimed you could see Hitler there and that, like, Hitler used to hang out there. Like, it became a restaurant at one point. They're like, oh, Hitler goes there. And the menu is telling you this. And I'm like, huh, as a Jewish person, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Amused. I I feel amused. I don't know. I mean, I'm not Jewish, but I don't even know how to feel either in this situation. Like, what? Well, like, in the bottom paragraph, let me paint this place into an interesting corner. The final paragraph of this is like, if you see any ghosts wandering around while you're here, let our server know so our historian can contact you. And I'm like, I I, I, I want to ask, but I don't want the answer. Wow, okay. This place was All fucking right. amazing. <laughs> Food was okay, too. I would go back. But at the same time, like, it's like, man, there's a, this is a restaurant. Wow. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ugh. I don't even know I, where to start. I, my face hurt from suppressing laughter the entire time I was there. Like, Jen kept looking at me being like, don't fucking crack up laughing. I'm like, it hurts so much. I would laugh so hard. This place is amazing. Uh, this is pretty fucking cool, I gotta say. I'm It's interesting part of LA. Like, I, you know what, though? It's not the first time I've heard something about, like, um, Nazi-related stuff here in It wasn't much the Nazis. It was just totally people being like, ah, the German is obviously a Nazi. Oh. Uh, still, though. I just more love how they were like, we're putting this on the fucking back of our menu. People need to know. This story needs to be out there. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a good idea. So... That's my week. <laughs> That's your week. Alright, well, yeah. shit. What have you been up to, Alex? Uh... Well, um, let's see. I still haven't gotten God of War. So for those of you who've been telling me to get God of War, do not fret, though, because I will be trying it out at Charlie's tonight, uh, as of this podcast recording anyway, because I'm going to go... Uh, really cement sit. this in a weird part of time, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I just have to specify there. But yeah, I'm going to finally try it out tonight, so it'll be fun. Um... Moving is kind of an interesting thing. I'm realizing how many moving parts there are, for the lack of a better phrase. A lot of lot of, lot of moving parts in this set. Yeah. So, um, I guess just to give an update on that, I, I found a place I'm interested in. I have a friend of mine who's going to do a walk tour at some point, if I can get a hold of someone there, schedule a tour. But I think we found our place, which is kind of nice. So, that's going well. Uh, as far as the actually moving of the stuff goes, I found a nice company that will do the a pod-esque move. So that'll be fun. And it's going to be way cheaper than actually... Well, it's going to be just about the cost of renting a budget truck. So that's fun. Um, other than that, just trying to get everything together. I'm, I'm realizing... Like, I, it's technically a month out since I'll be leaving, and I haven't started packing. So I probably should start soon. Um, how do you think, Charlie? I... <laughs> I should probably start packing. Yeah, you should probably start packing. All right. Well, I should start doing it. I said um, not pack soon enough. You should probably start packing. Yeah, <laughs> I will do that. Um, but uh, I, I really haven't been much 
to much. I've mainly been playing WoW, just doing a couple raid stuff here and there. Again, working on all, so it hasn't been much as far as fun or juicy. But I did discover a uh, a Netflix documentary uh, Mandy told me about called Evil Geniuses. I don't know if you've ever seen it or heard of it. Go on. So Evil Geniuses is basically a it's a documentary that's or whether it's called Evil Genius, but it's called the true story of America's most diabolical bank heist. So what had happened in this documentary, or at least this is a real thing, it happened in 2003. Um, this guy walks into a bank uh, wearing a shirt and it looks like he has something under him, and he says he has. Uh, well, he basically says he's there to rob the bank. Uh, this thing is somewhere in Michigan, I want to say. And he proceeds, basically puts, you know, says, hey, I've got a gun. Here you go. Uh, give me the money. And then he leaves. Cops stop him. But it turns out he was robbing the bank against his will because he was delivering pizza, got knocked out, woke up in a saw-like situation where he had a bomb strapped to his yeah, neck. Yeah, I remember reading about this, had... actually. Yeah. Yeah. And the dude had to basically, uh, he woke up to a set of very specific instructions. Yeah on what he needed to do to get the keys out. But, like, it goes, like, the, the documentary goes really deep into the whole thing. Like, first of all, uh, the cops traced the route. He was never going to make it, A. B, um, there were a ton of red herrings on the neck device. It looked like it was custom-made, um, and uh, it had five locks. So it had four key locks and one tumbler lock. But apparently, you only needed to open two out of the five to even get the device off of him. And then on top of that, um, there were so many instructions and things written inside of it, along with cables, um, that had absolutely nothing to do with actually disarming the device. So if, like, a bomb unit started to try to disarm it, there was, like, a cell phone in there that did nothing. There were cables that wrapped around part of the, the neck thing that did absolutely nothing. It was all distraction. Because at the end, it was just two timers and a pipe bomb. But, yeah, they, 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 this guy was apparently robbing the bank. Uh, he gets stopped, and the police, I, I guess the police realize he has a bomb under his fucking shirt, and he's sitting on the lawn, and then you actually, there's there's footage of it, it's crazy, but, like, the beeping starts to go off, and then, like, it goes faster and faster, and the guy's like, hey, guys, go get the keys for me instead, and then, boom, shit detonates, and they capture it on footage, like, it just detonates on his fucking neck. Yeah. It's some crazy-ass saw shit, but it goes even more thorough, like, in terms of what the hell happened, and all this crazy stuff and how elaborate the whole thing was because like it was it was out there but yeah. it, this was, and this took place in 20 oh, was it 2003 so not long ago so I, I started watching that and i i don't know if i've ever told you but i love this kind of stuff like yeah, reading no, about I, these stories and it is something i find interesting yeah so i started watching that and that's got me hooked there's four episodes and i'm already burning through uh i think the third one now and uh, I just found out about it last night. So I can't watch the fourth episode because Mandy and I agreed to watch the last one together. But yeah, fucking crazy. When I should be packing, I sh I'm watching this instead. So, but yes, other than that, um, mainly just trying to fill the void because all my other serial killer and crazy story related uh, sources have kind of run dry as of late. Yeah, I, there's a couple other podcasts that I listen to that add stuff to. Alas, they, they've run dry for now. But yeah, um. Other than that, it's pretty much been my week. I don't really have that much going on. It's it's been kind of a boring. Yeah, time. you're stuck in that kind of awkward. Hey, we got to pack now, so we shouldn't buy anything new until we move, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's where I am at the moment, but it's it's all right. Yeah. So, um, 
But yes, uh, that, that's it for me. I don't have really much fanciness stuff going on. It'll probably be like that for the next month or so. Yeah. Until the actual move has been made. It'll be what it is. Yeah! Indeed. Guess that means it's time for news, though. What time for news? Uh, yes, news. Um, right off the bat, we're going to kind of address our kind of a topic from last week, actually. Uh, Rage 2 is totally a thing. Not that I was doubting it exactly. But based on the two trailers Bethesda put out, it actually looks pretty cool. It, it does look pretty cool. I got the chance to watch some of it, and it looks pretty fucking yeah, gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like Borderlands, but not Borderlands. That could be down with. Well, does it have that comic, goofy style? That yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Borderlands, but not Borderlands. Like, it's that over-the-top, like, we'll see. There was lots of stuff I liked in the original Rage, and lots of stuff I thought was fucking terrible. Like, if this game has multiplayer, I could be really into it. I would like totally co-op multiplayer or something. Yeah. Well, I know it has, was it just an open world game set yeah. up for a game? Like Borderlands, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, if you, if you missed the trailers are out there, they're pretty solid looking. They are, uh, any trailer that uses Andrew WK correctly is a game that I immediately go, you know what you are. <laughs> Points. I like that, Andrew WK, though. This is the, that movie, that song selection for this trailer is pretty fucking yeah. on point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the first Rage took itself too seriously. This is like, oh, you're using Andrew WK. You get it now. Got it. Like, yeah. someone gives you the middle finger with shotgun shells at one point. That's a pretty cool That's a pretty cool moment. Yeah. Moving on from that to other things I'm not sure I would be saying this week. Uh, Stalker 2 is totally a thing. It's not coming until 2021, but the people behind Stalker just got out and announced, hey, we're making Stalker 2. Wow. Oh. How long has it? There's only been one stalker. I could have sworn no. There's, there's been words, like five stalkers, but they've all been kind of maybe expansions is the wrong word. I think they've all been standalone. Technically, they've all been based off of the original stalker. This is a full blown like sort of run for that. They also all kind of had the um, problems prior stalker games occasionally had. There's yet to be a numbered new stalker game yet. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Did you like the first Stalker? I don't think I ever. I am a Stalker huge fan of the Stalker franchise. It it again appeals to that like weird world I like, where it's I love post apocalyptic games, but not not Fallout at this point. Like there's a the world of Fallout I don't like. There's something about kind of that Metro twenty thirty three Stalker like intensely believable post apocalypse with monsters that I kind of really get into. Like the original Stalker was in some ways, a survival game before survival games were really a thing. Like, it it was this brutal kind of weird sci-fi thing that took place in Chernobyl. Okay. Like, it, it they've, they've always been bizarre games. They've also been kind of, like, beautifully open world in very surprising ways. Like, it's... But they're, but they're survival games in the way, like, where Fallout's like, oh, we have laser weapons still and, like, power armor and death claws. Stalker was like, we have these dogs that got irradiated, and and those dogs are fucking terrifying. Huh. Yeah, it's... They're different, like, it's... Grounded feels like the wrong word, but they've got kind of that, like... This was the wrong way to say it. Like, they've got, like, a steampunk sensibility to them, where it's like, yeah, you can have giant ice monsters, but they have to be giant ice monsters. They can't be, like, a normal thing people are totally cool with. They have to be like, no, it's a fucking ice monster still. It's not fault where it's like, oh, you recruited the giant ice monster. It's your friend now. It's like, how? I've killed millions of these fuckers. How do they have a murder zeppelin and people are like, man, we can't get water. This technology disparity does not make sense. Yeah. 
But I guess speaking of Metro, uh, Metro um, Exodus or Metro 3, depending on how you think of it, has been pushed to 2019. I am sad about this, but at the same time, they've done really good work on that franchise, so take as long as you want. Metro. That's not the, the David Cage game, is it? No, that's... Uh, uh, the Metro games were Metro, Metro, um, Last Light, and now Metro Exodus. Um, Maybe I'm confusing Detroit and Metro. Detroit Become like Human, that. yes. that's Yeah, that's what Detroit I'm is the David Cage game. Metro is one of my favorite. Like, Metro is one of my few survival horror games I genuinely love. Uh-huh. A, because I don't like horror games, and B, because like it's uh, the books of Metro I love. The like I love the game so much it made me go back and tackle the, like, Brutally difficult to like get through. Not not because they're bad, but because they're just dense books that they're based off of. It it's a really cool world. Like so, the Metro's premise is that um, little known fact: the uh, Russian subway system was designed as a giant fallout shelter at one point in time. Oh, and it kind of takes place in a world where hey, they had to use as a fallout shelter, and it's it's not future tech, but it's like hey, we've had to build shotguns out of pipes and like. Hey, um, like real like pre-nuclear bomb bullets and weapons are like a fucking premium, and we don't go to the surface. Why? Well, partially because it's like super toxic and you will die, but partially because it's like full of giant rat monsters and other things that are way better and more evolved than we are, and like don't breathe up there. And the game had interesting elements where like dark. It had a stealth system. It had a whole kind of item management thing. I, when you went up to the surface, you had a gas mask, and the gas mask had multiple points of failure. If you took too much damage, you could crack <laughs> the mask, and that could kill you. But you also had to manage your filters, which had to be changed out manually every couple, like every time span and stuff like that. And like going through a hut zone boosted how fast your uh, thing degraded. And at the same time, you had weapons, but like it, it's just a really good game. The re-releases they did for um. The, the the collection they did the Redux stuff are fucking like the originals are great games too but um Redux takes the combat system from the second one and applies it to the first one where the first one is a fantastic game with some kind of unfortunate edges but with that second game's combat system it's like oh shit this is amazing I, if you go check out the channel actually there's some videos of when the Redux happened that I I think I talked about streaming both games at one point I may get around to doing that once the um studio gets up and running because they are like fantastic they have a mysticism to it they have like really kind of cool psychological stuff it's it's a very grounded sci-fi that still involves like giant psychic monsters where it's like no no no, we don't know what they are and that's what makes it grounded because it's like no it we don't fucking know yeah how the shit would we know what that is moving on to more 2009 delays though uh shenmue 3 delayed to 2019 what? Sur- Not Shenmue! I, for one, am surprised and shocked by this revelation. I, I, I know you are. Of all people, I think you're shocked and possibly I, hurt the most, to be honest. I, I still don't believe Shenmue 3 is even really a thing. I know it got <laughs> kickstarted. I know it got shown off at that E3 a couple of years back. But, like, I also could make a flashy trailer or just spray paint the word Shenmue 3 on a wall. <laughs> It's very much going to go along the same tide as Duke Nukem Forever. No, people talk about I, its release for a long time. We need to stop when it comes out, to Duke Nukem be... Forever. Like the the reality is, like Duke Nukem Forever only actually happened because Gearbox said we can totally fucking capitalize on this weird ass zeitgeist this game has. 
let's stop dragging things down by acting like they're Duke Nukem Forever. Like, Duke Nukem Forever is a unique train wreck. <laughs> unique train Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm sorry you got hurt by it, but I don't think we'll ever have another Duke Nukem Forever. There'll be stuff we can compare it to, but, like, the that game was so, like, it just shouldn't have happened at the end of the day. Uh, well, we'll see. Yeah. Well, hopefully Shimui comes out all right, but I have a feeling, considering how much time it's going to take for it to come out, it's going to be... I, I don't know. I, I don't disagree with you, but I also think that the Shenmue crowd that this is for are like, fucking Shenmue! And, like, they'll have to die to, stop, to be stopped from buying it. Don't know, though. Like, part of me wonders if the reality is, like, you make this game, and then, like, you fulfill all the Kickstarter orders for it, and, like, okay, and then no one else wants to buy it because people that want to play Shenmue are the ones that fucking funded the Kickstarter. Where it's like, yeah, we sold all the copies we're going to make. Why? Because no one else wants this. Don't know. Uh, where should we go from there, though? Um, uh, speak, uh, speaking of other news, that's not really a surprise at all. Um, EA has officially announced Battlefield Five. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, what? A sh- what? That was, co- that, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. Like the Shenmue delay, I did not see that coming. Uh, there'll be a trail up there. There'll be a live reveal May twenty third of Battlefield Five. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At this point, there I'm needs just to be a like... new rule where if like if something if, if something just leaks hard enough that like we report on it as news, just fucking announce it already. Yeah. I... Well, I'm, it's that ramp up to E three now. Like we're in that season now. Save it for E three then. Like you got. That's like... the thing. I'm... Yeah. I'm surprised they're not saving them free. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I guess speaking of E3, though, we can talk about my favorite news article I pulled this week. Uh, did you catch Devolver Digital's uh, E3 press conference last year? Uh, is that the one where they fucking shot somebody? Yep. Yeah, I caught part of it, but I know we talked about it because they fucking shot somebody. So, as of recording this, we're roughly a month away from E3 starting, and Devolver Digital is already apologizing for its upcoming E3 press conference. Well, I look forward to seeing how they can top shooting somebody on the stage. I don't know, but officially the statement is this year's big fancy press conference will feature real, actual game reveals and technological innovations from Devolver Labs, the research and development arm of Devolver Digital, responsible for last year's earliest access program and making an and making throwing money at the screen a valid form of payment. There will almost certainly be blood, possibly loss of life. I wouldn't leave it past them. Yeah. <laughs> or simulate some sort of weird shit like that. But I look forward to catching their uh, mini E3 in the parking lot somewhere nearby. Uh, that might not happen, because they got kicked out of it last year. Oh, that's right, they did. Huh. Yeah. You think they finally let them in? No. <laughs> I, I think, like, Devolver Digital having a spot on the floor would piss more Devolver Digital fans off than anything else. Like, oh, you sold out. You're on the you're on the fucking floor sellouts. Don't know. Yeah. Moving on from that, we got some sad news. Uh, Boss Key Games, the people behind uh, Lawbreakers and the recent early access game Radical Heights, has shut down. Cliffy B got out there and was like, yep, we're down. Sorry. Yeah, I saw that. That's a fucking shame. The Radical Heights servers will stay up for some time. No exact timeline on that, but... Didn't we talk about this last week? Not at shutting down. I could have sworn we did, but maybe I, I'm, I'm confusing it. But yeah, um, 
it, I know the servers are going to be up for a while, which is nice. But yeah, it's pretty much just stuck in early access hell, and it's going to continue to just stay the way it is now, which sucks because apparently I didn't get a chance to play it yet. But the people who have tried it and I have a couple of friends who played it said Radical Heights was it's actually a cool pretty game. Refreshing. Yeah, it's a, yeah. of the kind of three kind of noteworthy battle royale contenders out there. I like this one the most. Yeah, it, it's a shame. Yeah, that's, that's all I got to say. They, I mean, I know they banked a lot on that other game. What was it? Uh, Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Which I, by the way, I actually did kind of enjoy for what it was, but I don't. I just it, it just unfortunate release. Time. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know who that game was for. Like it was for an audience that no longer exists the way it used to it. But I don't know. Moving on from that to kind of almost insulting news. Um, we got some Sea of Thieves news. Sea of Thieves, yeah. And they are, they are adding a feature that I thought was in the game because I was playing it solo. Didn't know about. Didn't have to use, but. They've officially added private crews to that game, meaning you can play with just your friends finally, and not three of your fr- or not two of your friends and some rando. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's too long this long to do it, but okay. I I think time will tell on that game. Like it's it's a smart choice to make. Like it's the a lot of people have been mad where it's like I want to be on the big boat, but I don't want some random fourth person to show up and be like, ha ha, I'm on the big boat too. But I. I have not touched that game since we last talked about it. I, I want to play it. Like it's it's an intriguing game, but at the same time, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Any thought about picking it up? I I mean I've been thinking about it because it looks fun. Like, but I would probably not do the private cruise. Well, I mean, hold on. Does private cruise affect it so that no one else is on the server, kind of thing? No. Or is it okay? It just means other people can't jump into your boat with you. Oh, okay. Or, That's fine. So they can't join your kind of crew your team at random okay uh yeah i'd be down i mean i've heard there's a bunch of other bugs and issues plaguing it though so i don't know but yeah i i'd be okay with giving it a shot i mean i'll probably see when it goes on sale but we'll see probably not for another month though yeah (laughs) realistically speaking yep uh we got some breaking news uh hideo kojima confirms there'll be a death stranding trailer at e3 what i I hope it's another cock tease trailer that he's been doing like this whole time. Continuing our trend of and the sky is blue. <laughs> yeah. Video game producer announces trailer for his video game at E3. I kind of want Hideo to just keep making trailers and like like the game was piecing together what the game was all along and you failed at it. Yeah. That's kind of the world I want at this I know that sounds dumb. <laughs> But I suppose, indirectly speaking of Sony, uh, we have some sad news for those of you that are uh, Vita fans in the U.S. Uh, Sony has officially ended the production of physical Vita games. They'll still happen in Japan, but U.S., we didn't really care about this thing in the first place, so we're pulling the plug on it, or they're pulling the plug on it, and it's going away. Oh, no, no! Hey, if Jeff was here, Jeff would be upset. Is Jeff a big Vita guy? He's a big Vita fan. Hell, I'm a Vita fan in the right circumstances. Like, remember, Persona 4 Golden is technically a Vita game. You just play on my bizarre Vita TV thing. Uh, what do you want to do next? Uh, no Man's Sky, Evo, or Destiny? Let's let's do Destiny. All right, Destiny. Okay. Come on. Uh, uh, post the whole war. Uh, general perspective on the war mind thing has been people have been like, yeah, it's positive. Like this is a step in some right direction, as best we can tell. If this seems to be a good thing. And then Bungie got out there and offered a new roadmap. And that roadmap is tantalizing 
tantalizing enough that I'm actually playing more Destiny because of it. And, like, so I'm going to read up the roadmap now. So we have Deployed, we have the Warmind stuff, all the improvements that came then. May 29th, we have Faction Rallies coming back with improvements. Crucible Labs, mm -hmm. which are allegedly, essentially, kind of public test realms for PvP balancing reasons and stuff. And Exotic uh, Armor Sandbox changes. Not yeah, clear what I... that means, but we'll see. I did see the Crucible Labs, so that means they're bringing in the PTR finally, which is nice. Yeah. In July, you're getting the Solstice of Heroes seasonal event, Bounties, which, again, didn't fucking realize Bounties weren't in Destiny 2 until Bungie's like, hey, you run a Bounties, by the way. Huh. Uh, expansion 1 and 2, Laid Rare Prestige stuff, which is good. PC Clan Text, uh, uh, Year 1 Triumph, and... More exotic sandbox changes. I suspect the year one triumphs will be like the uh, uh, tri uh, the triumph moments of triumph from the Destiny one. They were cool. I kind of care about getting them in some weird way, so we'll see what happens there. But so then you have September year two season one. You have the updates being listed as gear collections, records, weapon randomization, new gameplay modes. And most importantly, off this list, aside for and more yet to be revealed, weapon slot changes. The shotgun finally coming out of the. Tower. I do wow. not know, but I did not care about anything in Destiny really until I read that and saw weapons slot changes and went, "Oh shit!" Does <laughs> that mean they're gonna make it like Destiny One? Because that's how you get me to start playing that game again. Huh. That would be interesting. I mean, what I realistically before we jump, like let's just just really quick yeah. talk about the weapon slot. Um, Destiny One. Tell tell us a little again a little bit how the weapon slot system was in Destiny One as compared to two. Uh, primaries had no elemental damage on them. Well, that's not totally true. Like the the first year of raids, so Vault of Glass and um, Crota's End, you could get elemental primaries, and they were kind of and they were some of the best weapons in the game. Like it was the you could have a primary weapon that had, like, void damage or solar or um, arc, and they were hard as shit to get, and you had them, and you were like, I am the fucking badass, because when, in another layer of the game, we're, like, raiding people, then could just fucking beast on shit in Nightfalls, where it's like, oh, it's arc burn. Bring your arc gun. And there was a game, there was actually a gun called um, Fatebringer that was a hand cannon that had Firefly, want to say explosive rounds and it was either solar or arc and it was just beastly like it was it was a it was a powerhouse like it was it was a it was a game that was it was a gun that's like man we made that gun too strong and we're like no you made that gun like the reason to play vault of glass keep doing shit like that yeah and then so in your secondary slots you had shotguns sniper rifles side i'm sorry right up primary weapons were assault rifles pulse rifles scout rifles and hand cannons. Uh -huh, Fun sorry. fact, in I think it was the closed beta for Destiny, hand cannons were a secondary weapon, and people were like, no, or maybe it was the open beta, like, people were like, no, being a gunslinger is really fucking cool, make that a primary again, and that change actually, that went back and forth, so it is possible to make those changes in Destiny, FYI. So then secondaries, kind of at end of Destiny 1, were shotguns, sniper rifles, fusion rifles, and sidearms and sidearms were kind of this interesting kind of weird spot where it's like it's like a hand cannon but it's really fucking fast and they're not good but they're also kind of in certain circumstances weirdly powerful okay shotguns were shotguns and 
And the big difference was the the majority of primary weapons didn't have elements on them. Your elemental weapons were on your secondaries and your heavies, and they were kind of like your shield crackers, but also they were like these, like, they were your fun, some of the time weapons. Like, it's where, like, two of my favorite guns in Destiny 1 were Chaperone and, um, oh god, what was the wolf gun? Like, not Stam, it was... Basically, it was a shotgun that was a grenade launcher, or the um, chaperone was a slug gun. So it had it was one of the few shotguns in the game that had range and you could crit with. Like it was a powerful PV. Okay. And the other one was just a beast. Like it was it was fun. Then you had heavies that were at end of destiny, uh, machine guns, rocket launchers, swords. I feel like I'm forgetting something. That may have been it. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it was it. And they were also elemental and. Like for reference, there are no machine guns in Destiny 2. Like they were, uh, it made total sense to remove them because balancing around them was a nightmare, as far as we could uh, we could tell. But they also were kind of a cool tactical. Like if you were good in PvP with them, you could get lots of bang for your heavy buck at that point. I, I think I'm no like it's it has not been a secret that I've been a bigger fan of Destiny 1's loadout system than Destiny 2's. Uh-huh. Especially because, like, I fucking love how Bungie does shotguns. I always have. And, like, Chaperone plus a shotgun-based build in that game could fucking wreck. Like, there was also a shotgun in that game called Universal Remote that was a primary slot shotgun. It was not a great exotic, but it was also a really fun exotic. Like, if, not to belittle, not to kind of belate, not belittle, belabor the Destiny stuff longer. The, the, the exotics then had kind of more of a personality, and they felt, well exotic like i wanted a universal remote so i could run shotgun fusion rifle because that was a fun uh-huh. thing to play through. and like that was that was also the point in time where you had like fusion rifles that did weird ass shit like hey we got infinite we have we have infinite um remote i think was called where like it could burn its entire clip without reloading because that's where that gun was set up and that was now nah, i i never clicked with the weapons of destiny 2 like i really missed kind of secondary weapons the whole energy weapon thing i'm like i get it but Man, heavy weapons just feel bad now. Yeah, you you you've mentioned it ever since the beginning that you've been quite a disappointed. Yeah, I, of that. The only thing that was good for those weapons, for the heavy weapons or the power weapons, I guess they called them. Yeah, were was the fucking sword because it yeah. was a one shot in PvP. Yeah, like shotguns can also be one shot in current Destiny, but it was one of these things where it's like we don't want like people like me. It's like no, no, I loved using shotguns in Destiny One. And yeah, there was a period of time where they were broken. It was one specific gun that was unforgivably broken. That kind of ruined PvP some. And it took an awfully long time to fix that. But like it it's one of like, don't make it a heavy weapon. Please don't. It's so much fun to kind of play that game with a shotgun. Like it as your primary weapon. It feels good. Especially if you're a PvE player. There's something kind of fun about being a Titan with a shotgun. Yeah. Like fucking shoulder charging and shotgunning people feels Good. We'll see what happens. I there has been a remarkable uptick in kind of the fan community being positive on Destiny 2 since Warmind and this kind of announcement came out. So we'll see where it goes. I it feels like Bungie has some version of momentum. Like it's weird. Like I'm I'm down on Destiny every time we talk about it. But mm-hmm. I'd love to see that game get good. Like I played a shit ton of Destiny 1, not out of boredom, because I thought that game was good. And there are parts of Destiny 2 I do like a lot. So we'll see. Well, I mean, I also kind of I, I liked playing Destiny yeah. 2 on the PC. It was really fun to play. It's just the 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 content yeah. dried up real fucking quick. Yeah, and that's a big issue. Yeah, 
especially for a triple A fucking title. Yep. Like, so, but hey, maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll finally download it and, and play it again. Yeah, we will see. Moving on from that, though, uh, the first Evo in Japan lost a million bucks. Yeah. I, I thought it was a million yen at first or something like that, but no, literally a million dollars. That's a lot of fucking money. Yes. And oh. it actually lost it lost money not because people weren't into it, but because Japanese law makes uh, the Evo structure not work as well. And it's actually kind of a fascinating concept. So uh, uh, Japan has a rule where you can only multiple you can only give out so much cash money or so much prize money compared to what the entrance fee is. And as a result of this, entrance fees had to be affordable, but that meant, it meant it was less appealing. So they just made Evo fucking free to enter. Yeah. And yeah, like, I guess yeah. the rule is you can only pay 20 times. The maximum is 20 times the entry fee. Yeah. So realistically, if you won the tournament of, like, let's say, however many, many players, like, what's what's the average on most Evo tournaments? Like, let's say Street Fighter. That's usually the biggest one and all that. Sure. Uh, well, like, so, usually... so for reference, uh, Evo in the U.S. costs roughly like I think it's fifty-five bucks to get into. Yeah, fifty-five to seventy-five bucks. Yeah, so depending. at fifty-five times twenty, you only walk away with eleven hundred bucks. Yeah. So, in order for them to do the pot that they wanted to, they had to make it free. But yep. at that point, they lost a lot of fucking money from that. And like in typical tournament fashion, you have your entrance fee, then you have a upcharge on every game you want to get into. So, like, depending on who you are, you wind up spending between probably, like, we'll say about 100 bucks a person. When you have uh, 700 entrants, that makes that covers a lot of costs. Yes, it does. So, that's, that's rough. I mean, they did have a lot of entries for this, but, yeah, that's... Yeah, so, for, 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 for reference, like, it's the... Assuming you don't nickel and dime people too much, you still have roughly $700,000 of that a million dollars covered. In just registration fees. Yeah. And that's assuming people only, only sign up for like one or two games. I suspect the average Evo contender signs up for all of the games. Or at mm. least most. Yeah, it's I'm curious how this will kind of backlash on Evo. I hope it won't. Well, it was Evo Japan. Yeah. So... And it's the first year, so it's a learning offer it's a learning experience. Get those sponsors next year. Yeah. <laughs> or just host it in some dude's apartment. <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun to watch. Yep. All right, now I'm streaming from Daigo's apartment. You joke, but I would totally be into like we're all gonna bundle into Daigo's apartment. I'd be like, okay, we're back to old school fighting game rules. Excellent. Where's the horse mask, dude? Yeah, right. One horse mask dude's gonna come out. Um, yeah, it'll be like the old. Uh, well, it'll be like at Evo when they do Evo after hours. They do the money matches and all the other stuff inside the hotel room. Yep. I love watching that stuff too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, hopefully there'll be an Evo 2 in Japan. Uh, I kind of doubt that, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's kind of rough. That seems like a lot of money to bounce back from, yes. Oof, is all I got to say. Yep. Well, speaking of bouncing back, I guess, uh, No Man's Sky, two years after it came out, is finally getting real multiplayer. Huh. Nice to see that No Man's Sky finally come out of the beta. It's going live with its promises. Yeah. So, does it have any details as to what the multiplayer is going to be? Uh, or? Like, you'll be able to see your co your cohort. Yeah. Huh. As you voyage together, friends can help you stay alive or prey on others to survive. Huh. So, there's going to be, like, PvP pirate shit going yeah, on now? Yeah, there's technically... Oh, 
There's always been a model for PvP, technically. The ship didn't handle great. I'm intrigued to see how this plays out. You would be willing to give it a shot. I'm just amazed they're still supporting this game at this point. Like, that's the insane part for me. Yeah. I think this would be a good way to get people to actually buy it more. I, like, I, as someone who owns No Man's Sky, like, this is a complete game, finally. The game I played was bad and incomplete and boring. They have kind of consistently added stuff to that game over to that sound. Like, that game sounds like a game now. Not to sound dismissive, but like that game sounds like a real ass game. I'm not gonna play it, but we gotta try it. Nah, I don't really have to. Like the reality is, I don't think like I didn't like that game on a fundamental level. Like it wasn't the lack of multiplayer. It was oh, it's Minecraft in space. I break stuff down. Neat. I'm not a huge fan of those games typically. Like it, it just doesn't have appeal to me. It's the what that it what that game is is not a game I would want. I gotta be in a real specific. Mood. Well, you already have it, though, right? Yeah. Eh, if you already have it, it'd be worth just giving it a shot. Maybe. I have to Even download like it then, though, and... Yeah, do it for a video, and then we can, like, eh, and then just put it away afterward. I gotta go to the Sony app, be like, yeah, I guess, download <laughs> it, fucking whatever. I guess sure. download this game. Add it to my queue. Fuck. It's hard. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Moving on from that, we got the biggest news of this week. Uh, fucking Black Ops 4, it's real. It's coming. It's gonna be on the PC, only on Battle.net. That, I'm not surprised by. Not surprised by, but I can imagine some Blizzard fanboys being like, fucking Bl Destiny showed up, and now it's got Bl Call of Duty. Fuck! But this also kind of fully confirms the idea that Activision is now spinning up Battle.net into... A competitor to Steam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I've been waiting for this to happen for a long time. Yeah, I, I figured with Destiny showing up at one point, like, oh, okay, yeah. it's just a matter of time. But cool, I mean, glad they're taking advantage of the thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it is their, if they own it, I mean, it would make sense. <laughs> yeah. So they had a full live stream, it was impressive, there were explosions, it was very Black Opsy, they said the word multiplayer. It has been truly confirmed that there is no single player. We reported on kind of a pretty credible rumor a couple of weeks back. But yeah, there's no single player. They are, they're going to Titanfall 1 this shit and sprinkle the narrative into the various modes, which I'm sure means, yeah, we're going to say it's there, but most of you won't recognize it. Yeah. Uh, the zombie campaign comes with four campaigns baked into one. So zombie fans, your heart outs, I guess. Uh, as of right now, we have uh, Titanic level, Roman Colosseum level, and people doing sick-ass vapes in some cave with a giant murder pit in it. It's all yeah. like, time travel, bitches. Take the <laughs> sweet vape. Well, it's also got one other mode I don't think we've mentioned yet. Well, so and Yes, yeah, so uh, surprising no one and kind of mentioned in the past, there is a battle royale mode called like Blackout or something. Yeah. I believe that's what it's called. Yes. It will... There are basically no details out there on this. It will feature characters that you've come to know and love from various Black Ops games. I'm hoping they expand that to me. All of Call of Duty, because the idea of playing that mode as fucking Price sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, there are health bars I, now. Yeah. I, I, I like the trailer. It looks nice. Like Yeah, I... 
so we were talking about this some before we started the podcast. Like this is also like Overwatchy or Rainbow Six Siege, depending on how you want to think about it. Where like if characters have supers and abilities, and you want to build a team around them in multiplayer and stuff. Like there's a medic who repl- who replenishes your health because you don't have replenishing health anymore, or you have to find med kits for it. And there's that guy with that shield that he put out. Yeah. And those weird ass grenades and that thunder stick attack and that axe. Well, the axe has kind of been there for a while. I think, I think that's now someone's special thing. Ah, well, that's kind of that's a little sad because that kind of very much made that like the being able to throw the knife and kill people and shit was always kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think it looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, this is the first black this the first Call of Duty game in a while. I've been like, okay, maybe I check this out actually. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm also very much intrigued on giving this a shot, especially now that I mean, granted, it's on the Battle.net uh app. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's fine home, with man. me. That's my home. Yeah. <laughs> So, all good with me. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's got some real cool-looking trailers. They're, they're saying the right things. Like, it's... I've, mostly what I'm really enjoying is because we kind of knew a bunch of these revelations, well, like, weeks ago or something. A bunch of reaction videos to this thing, to this event have come out now, where it's you know, fucking Angry Joe being like, What? There's no multiplayer? I'm like, yes, dumbass. We've known that. No, You mean no single no player? No single player. I'm like, yeah, we've known that. Yeah. Shock and amazement. Do you not read gaming news? Like, we have a podcast I can tell you about that. We've told you weeks ago about this. Yeah. Outrage. <laughs> not really. I suspect the greater Call of Duty community is not out there being like, but what about our single player? <laughs> I need a deep narrative with guns. Deep narrative with guns is my new band name, calling it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, every time I hear about Call of Duty, like, I haven't heard much about the single-player stuff in a while from people, even with the ones that do have it. So just going full multiplayer, uh, just a natural step, I think. But it I, looks... Yeah, I mentioned in the past, I fucking love Call of Duty single-players, but also I love them because I can play one in a day and be like, well, that's my time with Call of Duty this year. I killed some space Nazis or space terrorists or World War Two Nazis or whatever. Or, hmm, I... I... I, I I'm inter- I'm really interested in their battle royale mode. I know it's 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 got it's vehicles. Like it's right a Call of Duty game with real ass vehicles. Like it, in some ways, it's like, oh, are you just ripping off Battlefield now? Kind of too. Hmm. It's got fucking flyers. Yeah. Well, hey, if it works, it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We shall see how this goes over. I, I'm personally excited in ways I have never been about Call of Duty because it's like you're getting out there and you're doing something weird. And I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for news this week, I think, unless you want to expand on this topic some more. No, I, I am intrigued. intrigued. I know that's the thing is right now the news that's really quiet about the um, the Battle Royale mode is just what I'm really interested in. Yeah, and they've been pretty was, tight-lipped about it. Yeah, because I've been reading some interesting stuff. Uh, like, like uh, I have to say, like I do enjoy the... The, the first-person mechanics behind the Call of Duty games. Like, yeah. It's pretty straightforward. You run around, you right-click to fucking zoom in to shoot, you pop your shots, you move on. There's a like, snap to it, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a finesse to it. Um, You know, and I was reading, it was somebody's comments somewhere, but they mentioned, like, bat, player on PUBG is still very clunky as far as their movement and shoot and all that stuff yeah. goes. Fortnite has third-person only. There's no real first-person view in that. And it plays okay, but there's a lot of extra... Elements like building. Yeah, and all that, that game shit. is not there for the shooter enthusiast. No, it's very much a whole, a whole monster on its own. But it's fun. 
So I'm curious to see if they can pull out like a really clean, pure, just first-person battle royale mode that just looks really good. And if it does, I will definitely be playing. Yeah, like I said, I'm intrigued with this. Like it, it, it looks like it might be fun, and at the same time, it's like so you're making paramilitary Overwatch and PUBG, but PUBG's already paramilitary PUBG, but like fast PUBG. Okay, this could be something. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else to add on. No, the neither do I. I wanted really to. It's, it's it's a weird enough topic that I was kind of a. Do we want to talk about this more? We move on because our main topic has fucking nothing to do with that. This yeah, that means it's main topic time, I guess. So, Alex, I'm gonna hand this over to you because I did a lot of research into this, but I suspect you did more research into this one. So, I'm gonna have you intro it. Okay, so uh, recently there was a. PewDiePie was, I guess he did a YouTube video talking about, and these are his, his words, Twitch thoughts. Um, and Twitch thoughts being, of course, he's referencing uh, female streamers on Twitch who tend to have certain things showing on the screen. We're talking titty streamers. Titty streamers, folks. So um, he basically just has a couple of clips where he's like basically doing like a critique or he's complaining about him, and he's Which, watching the again, not a great look for PewDiePie. Just throwing that one out there right now. If you're thinking about getting into that game, don't. It's pretty fucking shitty to do. Well, I mean, he's reached a point where he just doesn't really give a shit. He makes more yeah. money off his merch than he does his videos. Yeah. So, And he's going to get demonetized by a bunch of stuff anyway. So he kind of just doesn't care. So he's making his own video doing that, but he's still a big YouTuber. Um, So he calls out a particular, sh- I guess, he, uh, there was a girl, a Twitch streamer by the name of Alinity, uh, who happened to catch his video where he just, she happened to be in the video. And he's going through a bunch of different clips and he just calls them a bunch of Twitch thoughts and says something else. So then she proceeds, you know what, I'm going to copyright strike him because he called them a Twitch thought. At least that's what it looked like in the beginning. Um, so then later on, it looks like uh, she spoke about how she works with a company called Collab DRM. And she basically tells them, you know, or she basically, they, they work for her and they basically send her money because they're copyright claiming videos and she gets the ad revenue from the videos that, that Deep Collab DRM, you know, obviously gets flagged. So they go into this whole thing, but it turns out there initially it was like, oh, well, she's going to call out PewDiePie because her feelings got hurt was the first part of the story. But turns out, Charlie, there are layers to this. There um, always are with our main topics. That seems simple, yes. that topic. So it seems that she actually doesn't really do a lot of that on her own. She didn't even understand what a copyright strike was. She meant more copyright claim, it seems like, a, what, what the reference was to that whole thing. So she just said copyright strike, and she wanted to. See, and this was a quote, she wanted to seem tough on her stream kind of thing, because I guess uh, Bill DeFranco reached out to her and wanted to get some comments on some stuff there. But um, it seems like it led up to the point where uh, they reached out to Collab DRM and they were saying, okay, so uh, they were basically saying that they were flagging videos that mentioned uh, Alinity and the Twitch thought PewDiePie drama. Uh, they were flagging their videos. So a bigger streamer like PewDiePie, PewDiePie can contest it. He's got you know name recognition. He's got the power. He's got the money to fight it. Uh, apparently a lot of smaller streamers who happened to kind of mention it as well, all of them got fucking flagged. So, um, 
they were saying that it's kind of a algorithm thing. I guess they got some quote and it was collapsed. The arm saying there was an algorithm thing, but all these flaggings are apparently manually done, including PewDiePie's video got flagged by Collab DRM. So uh, I guess they they were the the Collab DRM company was saying, well, you know, we that was a mistake. Uh, we didn't actually flag him, but it's like, well, um, it was they were blaming the algorithm kind of thing, but it's like, no, like the the YouTube email says this was manually flagged. Yep. So. It comes down to this whole thing. Long story short, um, there is a company out there um, that is basically for hire, and you can hire them to, I guess, uh, flag videos for copyright claim and take the revenue and give it to you. Obviously, they take their cut, but yeah, this seems to be a thing now. Just to add to the list of shitty things that YouTube uh, is, well, not they're not involved in it, but it's just another kind of a shitty thing that happens within the YouTube environment is you now have the, I guess the YouTube version of uh, Twitch views and follows and whatever they call those things. You have the people who go out and basically flag videos for you so you can collect ad revenue. Because the thing is that Lydia Girl said she actually got $700 from Collab last month. And that was her quote as well. So, uh, yes, that is our main discussion, of course, is these companies that kind of offer these interesting services now. And kind of this general, like, this is a practice that's existed in a weird way for a long-ass time, and the weirdest company that got involved in it was Nintendo. Yeah. Well, yeah, Nintendo fucking hated when anybody had YouTube videos up of, like, Smash oh, no, it, and stuff like that. But at the same time, they wouldn't make you take them down. They would just take any revenue you'd get. Ah. No, these these are just, uh, I don't think they're going for takedowns in this one. This was just flat out. Yeah. Claiming the revenue. Yep. And the that, thing is, go ahead, sorry. Like, the, the reality is, like, it's one of those ones where, it's, like, unless it's detrimental to your brand, which I... I checked out some of this girl's streams. This isn't. It's kind of like it's shitty to say, but like PewDiePie's analysis is not necessarily that far off. Like she does not seem like a great person. Yeah. But the reality is that the only reason to do this actually is to claim like there's far more benefit to be made from claiming it and taking ad revenue than having it taken down. Like it's it's of no use taken down if it keeps making money, especially if you can get one of PewDiePie's videos where he gets views. Like, there's still monetization out there, but, like, he fucking gets views, and once you're in this situation, you can't demonetize. It's well, I know you can fight it, though. You can fight it, can't you? Here's the reality. Like, it, I have never gotten why more YouTubers and Twitch streamers didn't go after this type of shit. Yeah. Well, I know there was a famous case about that regarding, and, and I'm going to reference it because it was a, it was a fair use case, uh, with uh h3h3 and a a guy who they did a video critique on and that ended up becoming a whole like a whole thing it was pretty big for a while they ended up going to court and all that stuff and it ultimately they ruled in favor of h3h3 that he would they didn't just upload the video and then do that like it wasn't so much like a a, a, hmm, like you remember the reaction videos for a while yeah so a lot of those reaction videos literally just played the whole video straight through and then, like, talked about it afterwards, which doesn't really work. Like, that's, they're basically trying to show off the whole video. Like, at least in H3H3's defense, they actually, like, did critiques and edits and talked about it. In this one here, in PewDiePie's case, he is doing critiquing and talking about it. He's not just showing the entire video verbatim. Like, that's yes, the thing. Yes, but I will also go, I, I will challenge you on this one some critique does not mean what people think it is like it's 
the realm of what is fair use in a critiquing world is not as, oh, we critiqued it, it's fine. Like, there is some extra nuance to it. Uh-huh. Like, it's well, not, H- like, it's... I, I, H3, sorry, go ahead. No, it's a... I can't just, like, it's the... Reaction videos have always been a kind of weird one of like, yeah, it's technically a critique, but not really. Like it again, like the the, the PewDiePie one, like it's yes, technically a critique in the same way that like driving by a stranger and being like idiot out your window is a critique. Mm-hmm. There's an implication to critique that's more than just like your blouse is ugly. Okay, and yeah, I mean, and I get that, but and this is the reason I, I'm kind of going on this angle is like. Technically, he's not just showing the whole video straight through. He's he's cutting through different ones, and he's mentioning stuff, and he's actually in the shot. So he's not like actually like mainly focusing on the video. Doesn't kind of thing. matter. Like he's doing. I think it does. Context is a big thing. I think. Uh, did he show her video? Part of it. Did he show more than five seconds? Probably. Uh, I don't know if it was a particular. Like, so there's part. this myth on the internet that like if it's like less than twenty seconds of content. It's not. It's not subject to copyright law. Any amount of your video, like it's the unless he like actively does something to her video, which I suspect he didn't. Well, it's technically her video. Uh, I don't know, cause like with the in the, and I'm gonna reference the one that actually had a, a court ruling. I'm gonna mention the H3 one. They show parts of the video on there, and then they cut back to them and they talk about stuff. But they're actively going back and forth between it, so it's not just literally showing the video straightforward. And they showed a good chunk of his video, and it was ruled fair use. I think the difference might be that their use of the video is defendable as critique. I don't think PewDiePie's quite matches that definition. Like, there is some subjectivity in critique. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the... I can't... It's like, it's the... Okay, if I want to start a metal podcast, I can't just play a f- entirety of a metal song in that podcast and then talk about it and assume I'm fine. Critique is weird. Like, it's the A, showing something's entirety is a problem, but B, there's kind of a, there's a couple of unwritten rules of what critique is. And critique often involves adding more to the conversation around it than just being like, this is some thought ass behavior. Like, how much of the video, this is going to sound weird, like, how much of the H3 video is them talking about the video versus kind of percentage wise? What is PewDiePie? Like, how much time does PewDiePie spend talking about the video itself? Uh, I believe he just goes and talks about the general, the the, the people. Only. Okay, yeah. So he doesn't really. It's like he's not critiquing the video. He's attacking that person directly. Meaning, yeah, she's in the video, but you're not critiquing the video technically. You're critiquing the person, which means copyright. Yeah, but the video counts as some evidence supporting your argument. That's not critiquing. It would be because it's part of the critiquing. No, no, you have to be critiquing what you're showing. Well, wouldn't the 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 idea of them being quote unquote Twitch thoughts be the critique of it based off the video itself? It can though? be evidence, but if he's talking about them as a person, not the video itself, like the critique must be aimed at the video or the kind of topic at hand, which is hey, here's this video to be considered a critique. Like it's the he's critiquing the person. He's not critiquing what he got slammed for copyright wise. Well. That's the thing, though, because he didn't mention them by name. He mentions them as part of like a whole. That's also and this part is of the, the problem. Video. He's not talking about any one specific thing. Like I can talk about zeppelins all day, but I didn't invent the blimp. Like, that's kind of it's it's a stupid comparison to make. But like, if you're not directly critiquing what you're showing, it's not a critique. 
Well, he is critiquing what he's showing, though. He's showing the, the videos of we what he calls the titty streamers. Like, th- you're and you're that, missing and what I'm saying, though. Is he talking about the exact video? He is referencing the videos there, yes. No, the video is, is going in concept or the exact video he's talk- that he's showing? Well, he shows a couple of them, but yeah, he does, I guess. From what I've seen, yeah. It's murky at that point. Like you really have to, you really have to stay on topic on something for it to be a critique. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's one of these things where it's like it's why most critiques are very specific. Like, it's like it's about a restaurant, it's about a movie, it's about uh, a joystick or something. It's not about the concept of joysticks with cherry picked examples. It's about one, maybe two, maybe three, like a sample, a very controlled group that you can talk very specifically about i mm-hmm. it, it's the home uh, so maybe this doesn't do a weird kind of comparison topic um do you know what the tax rules for home office used to be no so the rules used to be it used to be a space that was used only for business you could not claim a home office if that room was used for anything but an office it couldn't be storage it couldn't have a bed for guests it couldn't have like a second tv my living room, we record most of the SWS stuff under old rules, did not qualify for home office standpoint because it was used for other things. It was too broad a use to be qualifying for that kind of specific label and critique us the same way. Okay. It's really subjective at the same time, but like go read a, go read a critique of like a restaurant or a video game or something. It stays very on topic. And doesn't like kind of bring in other stuff frequently. Like it's the you might compare something to another restaurant or another thing that's comp that's it's in a similar realm, but you really like it's the I'm not throwing over like ninety nine percent of what you're talking about has to be about what you're talking has to be about that specific thing for it to be a critique. You can't okay. deviate and you can't be like and it's one of these things where it's like you can talk about a topic and you can give examples, but you really have to make sure using that example in a critiquing format and not kind of a, here are some examples. I'm not going to talk about any of this shit. Like it's got, it's got sound real terrible, but the correct way to have made this a critique would be if he showed like a 30 second clip, but it was like a five second clip stripped out into like a 30 second thing. So fucking Tosh.0 when he does those slow motion critiques of like how someone fails at something, that's a critique because he's actively picking apart what they're doing. It's about the content he's using. Okay. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, no, I can't, I can't get what you're going It's shitty, with it. but it's, that, that's the rule. Okay. Mm. And yeah, I could, I'm not a lawyer. Critique rules are kind of broad and bizarre and stuff like that. But like, just because you say something is a critique doesn't mean it's even a critique, actually. You're not, like, it's, not some, it's not some magic, like, I cast critique on my YouTube video. So this is obviously just pornography on YouTube. Critiquing of pornography! Yeah, it doesn't protect you still, but I digress some. I, it's another kind of unfortunate example of fair use is a very bizarre concept that almost everyone on YouTube does not understand. Like, all the video games that get copyright claimed, all the fucking things that got claimed because they had, like, background music in the background, yes, fair use is on kind of a case-by-case basis, but, like, the claims made against you were not groundless. You were using yeah. assets someone else technically owns. Like, and regardless of how shitty this person is, she technically owns her videos, and PewDiePie chose to use them. And other people, if like the, 
if you want to talk about how like if they didn't show the video and just talked about it, that's fucking shitty. And like yeah. that's a whole separate topic. That's that's a little bit overreaching at that point. It's like, um, if you want to claim slander at that point, you can, but you can't claim the news from a copyright standpoint. Okay. But the YouTube system is kind of fucked the way it works, and it lets you do that because it's a unlike innocent till proven guilty. It's a guilty until proven innocent, and then maybe not if you're unlucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I guess this also stems to the whole thing. Like, if you're a bigger channel, you can definitely fight this. Yep. And fix it. But they were going after the smaller channels, which have pretty much little to no fucking chance to fight. Yep. So, I guess that was. That was the interesting kind of thing that came up with it. So, again, um, we kind of just, you dove into it quite a bit there on what really kind of qualifies for things such as fair use yeah. and what doesn't. But, huh. In some dark ways, I spent a lot of time amazed YouTube gaming hasn't been allowed to exist the way it has. Like, it, it's really great that people saw it as, like, a source of advertising for them because there's not a goddamn chance in hell in the early days of those debates any of us could have claimed fair use. It's taken many yeah. lawsuits since then to get to the point where it's like, do you own your gameplay? Is that unique enough that it belongs to you? Maybe, actually. But, like, all those fucking YouTube drama channels that talk about, like, they show just clips of drama, always been amazed they weren't constantly being copyright-bombed. Because, like, again, maybe you can claim critique because you're really talking about it and you spent some time analyzing it, but... I was in a YouTube kind of streamer and YouTuber group that this one guy kept fucking posting. Like if, there was one Twitch streamer he fucking hated. It was this woman who had really good, like, overblown reactions and shit. And she was also a titty streamer, which everything he fucking uploaded was, like, compilation. It was the weekly compilation of her having freakouts, which was weird, but it's also, like, so you don't actually make any of your own content. Got it. You make specific well, masturbation material for people. Cool. Well, that was very much what the scenario was a while ago with people who did the reaction videos. Yeah. Like, the old version... Oh, no, not even the reaction. Was it... No. Yeah, the reaction videos. Where they just literally play the whole video in its entirety and just sit there and watch it. Yeah. Fucking talk over that video. Just saying. And then spend, like, the majority of that video talking about that video. Just saying. Yeah. Like, for reference, like, we do, like... The E3 videos we've done in the past were technically reaction videos, and Nintendo fucking came down hard on us. They're like, nope, this is ours. And I'm like, I can't fight you on this one because you are right. Huh, really? They come down on our channel? We don't have anything Nintendo-based that in theory makes us money or made us money. All of its own, all of it from a kind of copyright ad revenue standpoint is owned by Nintendo. Gotcha. I did not know that. Yeah, I... Like any Metal Geared video I ever uploaded, like, always got right off the bat claimed by, um, konami and then i'd file and then the like review of claim would run out and i'd get control of it again but it's like yep this sucks yeah yeah i oh no like the reality is like you almost everything i upload with some frequency like i'm talking like 80 maybe 90 percent has to go through a copyright review Uh i win most of them but almost all of them won't go through it okay so they won't follow up with it but nintendo is very I most of them will be fine. Like most of them will just be like, "Hey, upon review, we're fine." Or like, "We don't care enough to review your objection to this, so congrats, you win." But like Nintendo's mm-hmm. like, "Nope, we own this shit. It's got a Mario in it. <laughs> it has a Mario. 
Oh, yeah, no. I, the streams to YouTube stuff, like, I'm not sure if you were monetizing your shit or not, but, like, yeah, we went through... Like, I almost got to a... There was a point in time where I used to upload stuff a month in advance that we were going to start putting it up on the channel because it had to go through that process, and I'm like, no, I want to get the, like, minuscule amount of money we might make off this, actually. Uh-huh. And then they changed the YouTube rules, and I stopped caring about that, and I'm like, fuck it, we're on. It's going to be on top of that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, in the wake of some of the weird demonetization stuff, I had some videos get claimed, and I'm like, really? That went up, like, two years ago. What the shit, man? Well, it just showed up in their vlogs. That's why they finally went back and got it, but yeah. No, nah, this was a new claim. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. They weren't wrong about it, but still was like, huh? Okay. Okay. Well, it's, it's just an interesting scenario, but um, I guess the other thing I wanted to talk about was these companies now, or this company, for example, the collab company, like, do you think there's going to be kind of a, now that this has kind of been publicized and this is a thing? I haven't heard of other companies that do this. I very much going to be a thing. they've always been a thing, in all honesty. Um, I'm kind of surprised they haven't made the news yet, in all honesty. I, so, I always assumed that, like, they'd make the news in a trolley manner. Uh-huh. Where some small YouTuber would do a video submit it and then claim like a Japseptic uh, guy or PewDiePie or some big YouTuber stuff as a troll or something like that and just have that be a thing where it's like holy shit you can do this or whatever because people are shitty and that's what I assume out of them so I, I, I assume the moment that the whole copyright claim thing became a thing people started like the moment someone realized there was money to be made at facilitating copyright claim strikes and stuff like that companies existed like how long do we think like view botters started popping up after twitch bs started offering money for it i'm thinking like days maybe a week probably shitty ones because they'd have to be that complicated at that point in time don't know i yeah i don't i'm now i'm curious to see what other shady fucking companies are in the background doing other things like this like what else could they possibly want to do i think a lot more gonna start coming out of the woodwork as so back when that youtube money was just kind of flowing Everyone was kind of fine to go their way and whatever at the end of the day. I think now that there's kind of a smaller pool of where that money comes from, a lot more of this stuff, like, A, people are going to start finally caring about this shit for the first time ever because it didn't matter previously. Everyone was getting money, but now, like, I could imagine some YouTube algorithm could demonetize your video because it showed up on some one else's channel that they're in trouble and they saw your content there as, like, a reaction thing or something like that so it's like oh they're obviously associated like now you're in trouble now you did nothing wrong technically it doesn't feel like a big reach to find yourself in a situation where other people problem for you especially without trigger happy that oh yeah no absolutely well so you came into this with kind of i think a slightly different stance on it than i did and i spent a lot of time researching the concept of critique and all that jazz so where were you at when you agreed upon this being like our topic for so where i had gotten along with it was i was basically trying to research the story more than anything else um i had always felt personally like based off of what i've seen that if you were kind of just showing off that stuff and obviously you've made the the counterpoint on that that a lot of it was pretty much fair use if you're not like directly just uploading the video and putting it back on there kind of like what what's this thing uh so Flo Antonio would do, where he'd literally just take the video, add the borders on the top and the bottom, and then repost the video as his own. Like, that was blatantly a fucking ripoff. But, like, I feel like if you're doing even a critique, but I guess even a critique means discussing, like, I guess, a general conversation about what's on the video, or what the video is. I felt that was 
fair use because you're critiquing, so to speak. Um, you're not literally just showing the video for your profit. So I guess, like, after you've kind of talked about it, I get it. Like, it makes sense. But well, and like, that was kind of my whole thing. I didn't capture I was when I was like, I, Again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just someone who, like, had to look into fair use laws on numerous occasions because I run the YouTube channel. It's like, okay, like, what do I actually have to care about? Like, oh, this is a weird subjective term, critique. Mm -hmm. Like, all of it's subjective of hell is the real. Well, so, yeah, that was pretty much my thing. It was like, but after hearing your your perspective on it, I, I get it. And it makes sense. Like, and you're, and I obviously will take your word for it because, A, you you run a YouTube channel long, longer than I have. So I'm sure you're aware of that. Oh, no, I'm sure some of the stuff I said is, like, somewhat wrong, too. The same way, like, the concept of critique is somewhat wrong in public perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, I am not a guaranteed authority on this. I want to get that out there. I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a roadie. <laughs> but yeah, now if, no, and I, I just kind, of, kind of loop back to the story in some ways. I, so this is actually a critique. You've seen the original video where she brags about the whole thing, right? Yes. What the fuck is with the bowl of pasta? Dude, You're if you're titty streaming, you don't really give a shit what's happening other than as long as certain variables are always there. If you're listening to this, and thank you for listening, I, it's almost worth, like, I might try and dig up a video. Like, I, I, I want to find a link that in no way supports her, because like, it's worth seeing this video, because it almost comes off as this, like, amazing avant-garde-ish art piece or something, where, like, it seems like an ad for the company that did it, where it's like, hey, you can make $700 in a month by copyright claiming a famous YouTuber. <laughs> Do well, it! It's she, easy! It's not just the famous YouTuber, because they can fight it. They just literally just shotgun a bunch of people who... Want to fuck so. with a bunch of people all at once? Do it! It's easy! Yeah. <laughs> Here's the name of the company. I'm just going to keep eating this bowl of pasta, because why the fuck am I eating this bowl of pasta? Because, like, it, I'm going to fucking start eating pasta on more of my streams. Just, like, just have a bowl of food, like, in one hand while I try and pray, play some shit. Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to just start eating... Crackers and shit during the stream. Yeah. That works for me. The saltiest of crackers, though, and the crunchiest. Like, uh, Ritz 100% salt. <laughs> salt pressed into a cracker shape. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost a surreal video, partially because, like, when I'm watching it, I'm watching it going, how did this not happen sooner? Like, there are shitty people like this woman all over the internet that, like, no one thought to do this yet? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, uh, it's... It was just an interesting topic that I saw coming up when you were excited this week about yeah. what was coming up. I'm like, oh, about that. Oh, I think I don't. I think we've kind of covered it at all the angles. I don't have anything else to. Oh, that's fair. To bring I, up in that, but I, I yeah, I, I got to put my my pretend to be a lawyer hat for a couple. It's like I'm gonna totally step outside myself as a person and channel some like deep internet research I had to do at one point. Nah, I, as you said in the past, maybe don't be shitty. Yeah, I guess that really is what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. Like, and that's fine with me. Just don't be shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That does it for our main topic this week, leaving on that upbeat winner of a note. Um, yeah. We have no emails to lighten the mood with this week, but if you wanted to contact us to send something in, how would you do that, Alex? Uh, you can email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spell as it sounds down in the show notes. I'm very impressed you didn't take the bait, Alex. No. 
I, I need to grow up and move on. I can't steal. I can't steal Jeff's bit. I, I, I was all as prepared much... to yell at you for like, no, use a fucking email, you idiot. None of this dumb, made-up bullshit. Very impressed. I thought I laid yeah. that trap out real pretty, just like, here's an Alex trap. I'm going to bait it with his favorite things, reoccurring jokes, bad jokes even, and sprinkle some nostalgia around it. And you just looked at it and said, that's a bear trap, and walked right around it. <laughs> Man, I'm losing no. my touch. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm growing up a little Maybe. bit. Maybe. <laughs> the realities of moving have been good for you. Yeah, that and frankly, I don't feel like falling into any trap you could spring, considering you've been talking about dolphins that have been militarized. And this so I don't true. want to fall into a militarized dolphin trap. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining some supervillain base. You're walking along, and there's like a trap door, and you're like, oh, how bad can it be? You fall into a tank. It's like, okay, it's a tank of water. And then it's like a sinister dolphin swims by in the background being all like, it's worse. <laughs> Do they starve you? No, they give us Viagra. Yeah, no, I'm growing up, Charlie. I'm getting better. <laughs> but yes, again, that email is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Uh, send some emails then. We love getting emails. You don't have to hear us vamp about weird stuff like dolphin traps if you send us emails. Or send us <laughs> emails about dolphin traps. Go for it. I don't care. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> Just to officially announce, next week, the Wicked Awesome Dolphin Cast. Dude, I can talk about about dolphins. (laughs) Uh, You remind me about this, actually. I had a friend who took a class in college who who was a creative writing major, and it was a class that was, it had some real name for it, but the nickname inside of his major was Lying 101. And the point of the class was that you got um, writing assignments that were like required a level of research that was impossible to pull off in the time span. And the whole point of the class was to make, um, was to write like long 10, 20 page papers, like in the span of a night. Uh-huh. And just to fucking make up the entire paper and like fake your sources and shit like that, but like make it all believable enough that it seemed like it could be real. It was a creative writing exercise. Like it was pitched as like, we're not trying to teach you how to cheat at school. We're teaching you to like, it's like, okay, like, if you really want to write books, you have to be able to convince people what you're saying is true, even if, like, your Star Trek science is off. Like, not everyone can afford to hire some physics consultant. But if you, like, mm-hmm. spin it convincingly enough, it'll be fine. And it was stuff where it's, like, 9 p.m., you'd get email the topic, and you had to, like, turn in the paper by, like, 2 a.m. the next morning or something. And the reality was, like, if you were good at what the point of the class was, you had, like, you could do the entire thing in two hours. Oh. Like two hours? Like you could bet it was one of things if you could just fucking vamp. And there were broad topics where you'd, you'd email the word platypus. It's like fucking write a 10 page paper on platypuses. You have no time to research this shit in. Fucking like make up shit about platypuses that sounds like it might be true. And then like defend it as though it is. I feel like I was talking about dolphins for an entire podcast, but eventually turned into that exercise. Yeah. We were suddenly very dead after that weird topic. Or weird aside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does it for this week, I guess. Um, uh, podcast, uh, maybe some video game stuff showing up soon. Uh, if you're a fan of the channel, you may have noticed I uploaded last week's podcast to the channel. Um, they're all going to go up there just to indicate signs of life. If you're listening to the podcast, don't feel obligated to watch them. If you've been looking for a way to watch stuff on the channel and like podcasts, there you go. I'd probably start the process of getting all the old ones on there, too, because... Our new host does some cool automation things like that. Uh, yeah, we're still alive. Uh, I worked. I 
Worked on my shed a bunch today, which means the next step will be working on the studio. So, yeah. Play my dog. <laughs> it's the real thing standing between you and more live streams and stuff. Demands lots of attention on the weekends and definitely not. And I, I digress. You have anything you want to talk to Pimp Alex? Um, yeah. Next Saturday with the move stuff and all that stuff Is going on right now. Is it the birthday stream finally? It's going to be the birthday stream, Woo! but it's only going to be a 12-hour stream. Loser. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll do another second one later on, but yeah, it's going to be a 12-hour stream starting at 2 p.m. Saturday. Really make your girlfriend angry and do one like the first day you're in Oregon. <laughs> no, God, no. No. Like, mark all your stuff specifically so you can unpack it and be like, honey, you can unpack the rest of the stuff. I got 12 more hours of streaming to do, and I need <laughs> silence for it. And I'm going to be a dead man, but yeah. No, um, yeah, I'm going to do my 12-hour stream starting Saturday, the 26th of May at 2 p.m., and I'm going to go to about 2 a.m., so. Cool. Any lineup for games? Um, so far, Fortnite's going to be a big one. Uh, might do a couple raids on World of Warcraft later in the night, but, uh, it'll be switching around that. I may do some Brawlhalla, because I kind of had fun playing that, mm. so. Brawlhalla, uh, Fortnite for sure, maybe even some PUBG. I think I have a, I have a friend. Oddly enough, interesting little tidbit, but uh, a friend of mine has a guy who he knows that can do custom games on PUBG. And the custom games on PUBGs are so much more fun than the actual normal modes. So, probably do that. But yeah, uh, I don't know. We got a couple things here and there, but mainly, yeah, World of Warcraft, Fortnite, PUBG, Overwatch. Definitely gonna throw that in there too. So, kind of the bigger ones. I may find, like, a, a, a game during the stream that people recommend and say, hey, I play this, and probably mess around with that. You should play God of War. I'm, I, that's probably a good idea, too. Yeah, you. this podcast is recommended you play God of War for that yeah. numerous weeks in a row. Okay. I'll, I'll have it by then, for sure. Yeah, but that's it. Uh, that'll be on Nave Online, uh, Twitch, Mixer, YouTube Gaming, the whole nine yards. Uh, yeah, so just look up Nave Online. You should see something there in the near future about that. As far yep. as the post goes, but yeah, and of course it is a charity stream, so I'm playing for Extra Life, uh, which I've been doing the last couple of years. Uh, it's actually how I met Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's all I got to pimp for my end, other than if you guys want to come hang out with me in stream, not in person. You do not want to go to his house. There's like snakes everywhere. Yeah, there's snakes and uh, tegus and dogs. He'll so. eat your toes, apparently. Yep. The dogs, the tegus, they'll do. Yeah, the tegus are the assassins. They'll call the dolphins that live down the street and roll on your ass. <laughs> but yes <laughs> that's it for my <laughs> no fair if that does it for this week I think it's time to really you're not <laughs>